Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, if you want to listen to the full Burt Show every day uninterrupted, we got no ads on that thing, all you have to do is become a bonus BS subscriber. That's Bonus Burt Show. Find out more at thebirdshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. I was thinking this morning, super lucky, super lucky. I don't know if you guys are going to feel the same way, but I do. That this weekend we have our Burt's Big Adventure conference uh, where we all come together from the staff here. The Burt Show goes on Burt's Big Adventure, which is the trip that we take down to Disney World every year with kids that have chronic and terminal illnesses. It's you guys that are listening. You guys are the shareholders, man. You donate everything for this trip. Uh, and this weekend, we all link up and hang out and go through the schedule and just prepare for the entire trip. And I was thinking this morning on the way in, man, most people and most jobs, I think, when you have to hang out with people that you work with on the weekends, you'd be like, God, I got to see those people Monday through Friday. And I was thinking, dang, man, I get to hang with you guys this weekend, too. Oh, yeah, that's man. so sweet. I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, sir. It's really nice to work with people that you consider friends, right? And that all have like the same common goal, especially for this weekend, which is to focus on our kids and making sure that these kids have a magical, magical time. These are this is a fun weekend for us. We got a fun staff, um, but we could still use your guys' help for Burt's Big Adventure 2024. Yeah, so we have a um, a wish list, and this is just for last minute items that we would like to get for the families and the kids before we head off to Disney. So if you go to birdsbigadventure.org, you'll find things like, of course, we go through an, a ridiculous amount of hand sanitizer. Um, the bubble wands are a lot cheaper to get on Amazon <laughs> than they are to buy in the Disney parks. <laughs> so th- things of that nature that would just really put the cherry on the top of the trip. Um, so yeah, if you go to birdsbigadventure.org or if you want to sh- uh, search uh, the wish list, Burt's Big Adventure, it's on Amazon, mm-hmm. um, making it easy to get delivered because, yeah, we're leaving in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, in a roundabout way, it really helps out a lot because you guys have already done the heavy lifting on as far as giving us gifts that we can actually do this trip. But we almost, like, hate to take out of the money that you've already given us for these smaller things. Um, And there is no small thing at Disney. Everything is super expensive. And Disney doesn't give us any cut at all. There's no break at all on any of our tickets or anything like that. And I don't even blame them. They must have... 7,000 organizations that are hitting them every single day for um, for discounts. And at the end of the day, Disney World is a profit-making machine. Yes, it is. So we'd rather, like, get all this stuff lined up so we don't have to spend the big money that you guys have already given us. And a little fun fact, before we even go to Disney, um, the Burt's Big Adventure staff... We put together um, little suitcases. So we had um, Mickey and Minnie-themed suitcases, and we pile it full of everything the families are going to need because that's the whole purpose of the trip. They don't have to worry about anything. They don't have to think about anything. So little fans that you can put on your stroller to keep the kid cool or to put on the wheelchair to keep the kid cool. Um, And like I said, little, like... All the girls, we had the cutest Disney bows and mini bows for them to wear if they wanted to, like, you know, accentuate their outfits and stuff. So it's it's little things like that. And it, it's, it is literally a suitcase filled to the brim that we send to them 
before we even go to Disney. Yeah, those things are so expensive that it might be cheaper for you guys just to donate $500 (laughs) (laughs) rather than two Disney pins. (laughs) Uh, No, seriously, like if you were looking at doing a donation, you're like, man, I can't afford that this year. $150, I'll get them next year. This is a great way to do something way less expensive but still has impact, a lot of impact. Exactly. And then if you see, like when you go to the birdspeakadventure.org and you look at all the pictures from the trip and you see um, one of our BB kiddos wearing that cute little bow that you purchased from Amazon, <laughs> that would be a good yeah. feel good. This is actually a really nice transition because when we go down to Orlando, uh, nine out of ten times, it's super hot down there, right? We all got our waters, what have you. There has been a trend, I don't know how long it's been, year, year and a half, two years, that Stanley Cups now are all the rage, right? They've been around for a minute, but something happened in the last couple of months that they've become like like next sphere. It's so bizarre. I would really love to study trends because I I don't know, like Kristen said, this wave of popularity for Stanley Cups, and I'm sure TikTok's behind it somehow, some way, right? Yeah, you have the early adopters who are the early TikTok influencers, and then you had people who got on that after that, and now that it's exploded, I guarantee you in two months they're no longer cool. Owala is the new cool cup. Owala now. Owala. Owala. Uh-huh. Okay. I guarantee you, like, in six months we'll be like, why is everyone drinking out of Owala cups? Because there's a bubble that will burst Mm -hmm. that if everybody has one, it's no longer cool to have one, Mm -hmm. and so people no longer want (laughs) it. It burst when people were fighting over it at Target, Mm -hmm. and that's when the ick started for a lot of people. And I don't know where it started, where it really came from. Totally, you can't officially track it down, but it might be great that we're going to evolve into this new one because they've been doing some research on these Stanley Cups, and they're finding that if they're chipped... There's a lot of lead that's leaking into your drinks and into your body. I got a Stanley! A wave of TikTokers are testing them for lead and even throwing out the pricey status symbols. The company says its products are safe, explaining on its website that it uses an industry standard pellet to seal the vacuum insulation and the sealing material includes some lead. But it's covered with a durable stainless steel layer making it inaccessible to consumers. The controversy threatening to slow the momentum Stanley has built with female consumers and influencers is now a $750 million a year juggernaut beloved by women. So how concerned should you be? There really is practically zero risk of you ingesting any of the lead that's in this cup. Lead exposure expert Jack Caravano says while people shouldn't worry, he's disappointed the company chose to use any amount of lead in its products. We pretty much have stopped using lead in just about every product out there. Stanley also tells engineering and supply chain teams are making progress on innovative alternative materials for use in the sealing process. I wonder if that's why that Stanley Cup survived the car fire because I had a listener hit me up because we were discussing this before like why did all of a sudden Stanley's just explode and she said something went viral of a woman whose car caught on fire and it was completely burnt out except for her Stanley cup who didn't look touch and still had water and ice in it um, and Stanley bought her, <laughs> yeah, and, and Stanley bought her a new car. So why doesn't Stanley start making cars? <laughs> 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 Sounds a lot That's safer. Funny. The lead in these cups is used at the very bottom, and a lot of tumblers that are vacuum sealed or double ins- wall insulated like that have it. It's to seal it in at the bottom, then they put stainless steel over the top. The problem is when you run them through the dishwasher a lot, 
that bottom can be loose, especially if you have mm. kids and they play with it. And then once it comes off, they can be exposed to lead. Lead Safe Mama tests all of these things. So that's who I would check out. And she's cleared the Yeti 20 ounce tumbler, the Rambler, as lead free inside and out. Mm. So if you are very concerned, like they said, you're probably not going to get any lead unless your cup is broken or worn down. But if you're really concerned, you might want to check out Yeti. The Birch Show. I, I think when it comes to birthdays, you fall into one of two categories, right? It's just you got the people that you were talking about a couple of days ago, Abby, that will tell you, hey, don't forget, we're 67 days out from my birthday. Yep, the birthday princesses, they always come in hot every year. The first of any month where their birthday is, they're like, it's my birthday month. Yeah. And I they make sure everyone knows. I don't celebrate for the whole month. Um, I do like a good weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I may or may not have sent a text messages, <laughs> a text message to a group letting them know what the plans are in June. <laughs> okay. And if they are if they are in or if they are out. And let's just say and I I like to plan my own birthdays. Um I don't I just I'm a control person and <laughs> I know what I like. Um, and I like to do something special for my friends. And so it's going to be lit. There are days that I have woken up. There are a few years where I was like, oh, damn, today's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that a few times. Are you like that also? Like, Absolutely. I don't really like to be celebrated like that. It makes me uncomfortable. Get a couple of friends around, but I don't count down, right? So for Katie having a friend here, she's one of these that doesn't like having birthdays thrown for her, but you're denying her. Is that right? Yeah. Like I'm not that birthday person. I don't know why. I just don't get excited about mm-hmm. my birthday. There's only four birthdays out of my 29 years <laughs> that I actually were can remember mm-hmm. being excited about. 21. Mm-hmm. No, 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 not, not 21. 20, no, 21. I was going through some things. I didn't even have a drink on my 21st birthday. Wow. Um, wow. What were the, yeah. other, what were the other four? So my seventh birthday, and it was because I got a Buzz Lightyear cake. Oh, damn. Yeah. And I was obsessed with Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) (laughs) So I got a Buzz Lightyear cake and a whole bunch of Powerpuff Girls toys. Oh, good. I was like, oh my gosh, right? You didn't have to celebrate a birthday after that. Doesn't get any better than that. Technically, it doesn't. But then I had to celebrate my Sweet 16. Oh, yeah. My Sweet 16, it was Hollywood themed. I just loved it. I was able to actually throw a party and have my friends come through. So I got excited about that. Then my 20th, my ex threw a surprise party for me, but she like sent me on a scavenger hunt to go find my favorite things. Okay. You're trying to get you out of the house so she could hook up with somebody else. All right. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> this item is in Idaho. Because <laughs> Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's going to be a good one today, people. <laughs> And then, of course, my 29th birthday. Because, Bert, you sent me to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. I did a oh, spontaneous yeah. trip just and got to just vibe out and do my own thing. Fun. Oh, you cracked the top four. I did. Hey. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm very competitive, though. How do I get to number one? Oh, where do I got to send you? Buzz, you got to get her a Buzz Lightyear cake. <laughs> and send her to Idaho. Yeah. <laughs> send her to infinity and beyond. <laughs> so it's not the age, it's what you do. Um, I think so. I think that's what it is. It is what like what I do. And this year is a big year, especially for all my friends, because we're all turning 30. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, my gosh, we got to go all out. Mm -hmm. It's a whole new decade. 30, 30, 30, 30. And two of my best friends, their birthdays are like two days apart. So they've already in their summer, they've already planned their birthday. I feel you. And everything they're going to do. And so but my birthday is next month. And they're like, Katie, so what you going to do? It's your 30th birthday. What you going to do? It's your 30th birthday. And I'm like, I don't have no clue. (laughs) But it's just so much pressure because they've been constantly asking me. And they always do this every year. What you going to do for your birthday? What you going to do for your birthday? 
And in the 10 years they've known me, they should know that I don't like planning my birthday. Mm -hmm. I don't like doing anything like that. If I'm excited, it's probably be on the day of my birthday, but not leading up to it. I don't get excited headed to my birthday. So technically, I could go without doing anything. I could stay in the bed for my 30th birthday. But if they want me to do something so bad, I want to put the pressure on them. And y'all plan it. That's your birthday gift. Have you told them that? Be like, hey, um... I understand like 30. Yeah, it's it's a milestone birthday uh, for my birthday. I would like not to plan my birthday and you all just do whatever. You know me. You're my friends. You plan it. I didn't know if that would be weird to ask. No, them. not at all. Uh-uh. Nuh-uh. How many friends are you talking about? It's like three. Three? My yeah. top three. Like okay. The ones who really, really know me. Uh-huh. And you're all turning 30 this year. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do just do like a group trip somewhere? Ooh, like take what, the yeah. pressure off. Y'all don't have to decorate, but you all pony up and you pick a place like Miami or wherever and you just... Go have a blowout weekend somewhere, and that's y'all's 30th birthday, and you celebrate all together. Oh, that's great. That's that what is. my girlfriends and I did for our Dirty 30. We all went to New York City together. Ooh. How fun. Okay, so here's the thing. That means I'm going to have to crash theirs, because they've already planned their summer one. Yeah. So I'm like, then I'll just wrap that one in and just go celebrate months later. Where are they heading? Um, they want to do a whole cabin thing. Okay. A whole, like, cabin trip uh-huh. weekend. Okay, then how about this? You say, I want to go out of town from my dirty 30. 30. I've picked the place and the Airbnb, if y'all want in, pony up. And then you don't plan anything else. Then they need to, like, if they're good friends, they'll plan a little, like, dinner, surprise, or decorations for you. Okay. And if they don't, when you get there, you can be like, you can call them out and be like, get out. Get out. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Get out of here. Where's my Buzz Lightyear cake? (laughs) Where is it? That's all I need. 30 is a big one. You should celebrate it big. Okay. Go. I'm not excited about it yet, so we'll see. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. I thought the war was over, but it looks like a new battle has just begun between... Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. I thought it was over. This week we got a nice little comment from Britney where she was talking about how she's really excited for his success, even though Britney's fans were trying to stream her song Selfish over his new song Selfish. And I really thought, you know what? Maybe these two adults are moving on. Like she even said, Mm -hmm. I love his new song. I know. She was a fangirl for it. And now Justin has reignited the battle. So last year, Britney Spears released her memoir and talked about the song Crimea River, which Justin released, which is about her. It painted her as the bad guy, but then we all saw it in a new light after the memoir came out and she started explaining some of the more tragic parts of their history, like when she terminated a pregnancy. And then in December, Justin had a performance and before he performed it, he said, no disrespect. But this week, things are, it's a different story for him because he said, yeah, I'm not apologizing. Dumbass. <laughs> oh, no. Dumbass. He knows what he's doing. Does uh, You mean getting publicity because he's oh, got yeah. the new album coming out uh-huh. at her expense? This, uh-huh. Yeah. So this, this I, I hate this on a whole bunch of different levels because people have been using Britney for her entire life. And she comes out where she feels it's a safe space and says, you know what? I'm sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings. And this guy's. I, I feel like his image has taken a hit over the course of the last year or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just like, when I heard that, I'm like, what a douchebag, man. This guy really sounds like he's, he, I used to excuse the stuff that Britney was talking about because it happened when they were like 17, 18 years old. But here he is on stage just being an arrogant douchebag. 
First of all, Justin, you already apologized in 2021 to both Brittany and Janet Jackson, so you can't take it back. But I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I understand he must be so angry and so humiliated to have your personal life laid out like that in a book. Millions of fans are backing your ex. You don't get to put out your side of the story or even like properly apologize because you're already being attacked. Then you're like, maybe we can move on. You release a new song and then her fans start charting her bonus track higher than your single. It's got to be mad. It's a bad PR move. I just feel like maybe this was a heat of the moment, stupid idea because he was mad and he's human and I get that. It's But now Britney is going back and forth and it's devolving faster and now Britney fans are charting her song Liar. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> I love the Britney Spears fans because they remind me so much of the Swifties. We're just really petty and we're willing to make our girls <laughs> money. But now Britney has actually responded. So she posted on Instagram... Okay, this is a little bit of like Britney and Justin lore that I had to look into. She posted a picture of a basketball hoop because I guess she said that Justin was bad at basketball in the, in the past. <laughs> well, she's oh, better that, than him. That's going to hurt. They used to play in celebrity <laughs> basketball games together and they had matching like baby blue jerseys because that was Justin's favorite color and they were pinky and stinky. I'm like, wait, that's really Pinky cute. Pinky and stinky. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, oh. were, that were their nicknames. Anyway, so then she captioned it. Somebody told me somebody was talking S about me in the streets. Do you want to bring it to the court or will you go home crying to your mom like you did last time? Uh-oh. And then she hey, put her Instagram yo. on private because maybe she regretted her. Maybe she was like, this is only for the close fans. I don't want this getting out to entertainment tonight. It's just a really bad look for him, even if you're mad. I mean, it just kind of shows that his maturity level. And before I was excusing it, I'm like, screw that, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. It's it's a you can have those feelings, and I would say they're justified. But I'm, but if you know, you know. But at the same time, when you're a public figure like that and seeing Britney's story, you are going to lose. Yeah. You are not going to yeah. win in this situation. If you had shut up or come out and apologized to Britney, I guarantee you, you would have had way more fans, and your image would have been much better off. Yeah. Okay. I have some really exciting. This is kind of random from entertainment entertainment news, but we do have some theme park news. There's going to be a new theme park down in Orlando this time next year. So maybe when we're at Burt's Big Adventure, we can check it out. But Universal Epic Universe is the latest installment for the Universal and Islands of Adventure parks. They're releasing a new park in 2025, which is going to have a new section of the Wizarding, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, the Ministry of Magic. There, It'll be centered around something called a Celestial Park, which is going to be like the heart of it. So everyone walking in, you see it. It's like, you know, constellations and stuff. Super Nintendo World. So anyone who likes to play video games, you'll get more like Mario Kart stuff. Mm. How to Train Your Dragon is getting its own little section, which I think is one of their most uh, profitable film franchises. And then something called The Dark Universe, which they're describing as a world of myth and mystery where monsters roam from the experiments of Dr. Victoria Frankenstein. So should be really good when Halloween comes around. All right, one of the most iconic comedies from the 90s is finally getting a sequel almost 30 years later. I'll tell you what one of the stars revealed about the second installment on your next eBuzz on The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Before we were going to get uh, Kristen's bad take of the week because it revolves around a psychologist's thoughts on who benefits more from marriage, I was going to ask you guys, before we even hear it, what's your opinion on it? And then I started answering the question for myself. Mm-hmm. I can't come up with one. Well, if it's a good marriage, both. both? Right. <laughs> That's. I mean, if it's an... If it's an equal, loving, trustworthy marriage, both are going to benefit equally. Like, that's what you want in a marriage, mm-hmm. a partnership where both benefit. Sure, that makes 100% sense, right? 
That's the easy answer for sure. I, I, I would say wh- whichever person wants to be married. I feel like a lot of the times <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a person who just got married and yeah. then it's the person who really wanted yeah. to be married. So for me, it's the person that wanted to be married. That's a really good statement right there. There's a, there are people that got married and there are other people that want to be married. Yep. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think it's probably different for every relationship because I think you can look at two people and you can just see who is, I don't even know if it's the catch in the relationship, but you can just tell who really lucked out in this situation. Like you see some people where you can tell like maybe they married for money and they're going on trips for free and then there are some people mm-hmm. where you can just tell that maybe the guy or the the guy really got like a, a nurturing woman and you can just tell that he's waited on hand and foot so I think it just depends on the individuals because you follow them so closely who benefits more in their marriage Pookie or Jet I don't know if I can talk about them right now I know they got, they got a little bit of a scandal going on um, who, so, who are they who that so Pookie and Jet are this viral couple going around on TikTok. They live in Atlanta. And it's this Southern couple. One went to Ole Miss, one went to Georgia. And every video, it's like an outfit of the day video. So Pookie is the the wife and Jed is the husband. And to paint a picture of these two people, Jed is like a very like stereotypical white old money looking dude. And Pookie is your typical influencer girl. So she always has the chic outfits on. She has her Birkin bag and her little outfits. And so Jet will be like, well, Pookie's looking absolutely fired today. And Pookie's <laughs> like, yeah, here's my outfit. I got it from Celine. I got it from Tori Birch or whatever. And I think most people thought, when we were watching it, like, wow, like, Jet really is, Jet, who's the guy, is really lucked out here. Like, he really married up. But I think the more that we watch it and the more we see how well Pookie's getting treated, we're like, oh, my God, Pookie really lucked out here. Which one went to UGA? Uh, Jet. He's the catch. (laughs) (laughs) You might be biased. She's benefiting. (laughs) All right, so um, my bad take I saw from your friend, Dolvet. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so my my but, friend Dolvet, you want to explain who that is? Uh-huh. All right. And, and th- I want to I don't want to establish this is a unique bad take this week because it's it's a debatable bad take. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna play this and we're gonna discuss whether or not it's a bad take. So um, Dolvet was on The Biggest Loser. He's a trainer. He's he's you know he's he's a he's a handsome dude to say the least. And I know he's going through some things with his ex wife right now in. Um, as far as she's seeking money from him, okay? Okay. So I think that's where this stems from. Okay, so let me give you just a little bit of history here also. So I was just working out at a gym, and Dolvet, like she said, this stunningly good-looking cut dude comes up to me. He's a trainer walking around the gym, and he goes, and I've been working out for 20 years. He comes up to me, he goes, you know you don't know what you're doing, right? <laughs> I'm like, huh? Became my trainer, became one of my best friends, moved out to Los Angeles to be a trainer on The Biggest Loser. We've kind of lost touch, but he's also one of those friends where we'll touch base with each other with a text like once every couple of months, just staying connected. Um, In fact, he didn't tell anybody in our group about this marriage until it was he was already married and it was over before it even started. I don't even know all the details on it, really. All right. So this was posted. It's from um, the the curator of the content is at K.O.L.D game J-A-Y and it's labeled a psychologist thoughts on who benefits more from marriage who benefits more in marriage man or woman I think there's no benefit for a man unfortunately in the western way of marriage I think it's so sickening that you know we have this agreement that women when they divorce a man they can just leave with a lot of his money or expect alimony for the rest of their life and one of the things I always ask women is are you going to have sex with him after you divorce for the rest of your life and she's like why would I do that I was like then why do you expect payment for the rest 
rest of your life. Now, it's so strange that they want the perks and the lifestyle of the one that they attained from jumping on the back of their husband after the divorce, yet they wouldn't give anything after the divorce. They didn't even give a lot of that during the marriage, let alone after. So I feel like it's a, a really, it's almost a culture of creating sadistic women by pushing that kind of, you get half after the divorce. And they seem to say, well, you know, a, a lot of the excuses, oh, but I wasted like, so many years being dedicated to him. I wasted, but you both wasted it. That's a that's a risk you take. You he also wasted many years being investing in you, and he could have been investing in lots of other people. So I just think that this uh, that's why I would be as a man living in the West, unless it's for religious reasons, I wouldn't recommend you getting married. If you're religious, absolutely. But if you're non-religious and or your wife is put, or your girlfriend is putting pressure on you, ask her why. Ask her why, because a lot of them see it as a life insurance. For after they get divorced, they still have a payment plan. Mm. But this is the extremities, this is not the average woman. I would say this is more the extremities, but unfortunately that is becoming the culture. All I heard was Dolvet say, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that wasn't Dolvet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just shared it. Oh, he just shared it. He just oh, shared okay. it. He thought he was doing the interview? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for his voice and his bad take. <laughs> no, no, no. It was literally just he shared it to his Insta story. So now did he share it in because he feels this way or he was sharing it just for conversation? It doesn't matter. I don't know. So I saw you shaking your head yes a couple of times during that. What? I was it was tough to make out all of it, but I, I completely understood the part where she said um, something to the extent of my, my thing with men in marriage has always been the divorce part. I've never fully understood why, like everything we've built in the marriage, we can split 50 50 mm. all day long. Right. But whatever I built before the marriage that I did completely for me in my life, I don't understand why if we divorce, I got to give you half of that or a lot of that. And then, like she said, like you're just moving on with your life. We're not attached at any part anymore, but you still get to take some of the stuff that I built. I never got that. At least most of the people I know that have been in that situation that got divorced, it sort of went down that way, though. Anything that he had or she had beforehand was theirs, but what they earned together, she got half of. That I understand. Uh huh. Yeah, there was, the comments were interesting because obviously I, you know, I went to the YouTube video and I started looking at the comments, and there were quite a few women in, in disagreement, uh, especially those that are like, so, you know, I, I quit, you know, I, I didn't, I quit school or I quit my job to stay home and raise the kids um, so you could flourish in your career. I deserve to be compensated for that because now that we're divorced, I, I have no form of income. Yeah, I've got a take on that because I went through it. You know, uh, when Stacy and I got divorced, um, I took a big time financial hit. Uh, I lost a house in the deal. I lost a lot of my retirement. Um, I lost half of what I had in the bank. Um, I will say this. That's I, I still feel like Stacy earned that. I didn't even fight her really hard on it. Um, well, no, 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 we fought. <laughs> so um, initially, I was really fine with it. And it, you guys, believe me, it was a lot of money. But while I was here doing the Burt Show, she was allowing me to be the best Burt Show while she was home taking care of the kids. And she was also handling some of the finances and business. So when it came to dividing things up, I felt like that was even. However, I've also been in relationships where I was doing the heavy lifting and they didn't do anything. Had I got married and left that relationship, I'd go, hell no. Hell no, because it wasn't 50-50 in the beginning. So I guess, yeah, every case is is different, obviously, because the, the men that I know that I've watched get divorced, it, it wasn't like that. It was more so like they did a lot of the heavy lifting in the relationship. And then because they had a lot more, 
they were pretty much forced to give up half of what they earned because the divorce happened. And I think that's a lot of men have that understanding of that's how it goes. And I think that's why some men today hesitate to get married. What do you guys think as women? For me, I mean, I'm more on the side of like what Kristen said, because I come from a, a very heteronormative household where my mom gave up her career to be able to allow my dad to be able to make the money to support the kids. And for her, I mean, we've kind of jokingly talked about the fact that like for most of our life, they would joke about the fact that they were just too poor to get divorced. She was like, I, I can't I can't leave your dad because what am I going to do? He's got no assets. He can't pay for me to go live my life separately, but they love each other. So that's like not even like a, a thing. But she always said that, you know, I, what she did was a job and she earned, you know, maybe she didn't have any financial income, but if they were to ever get divorced, like she, my dad couldn't have done what he had done without her support and taking care of us at home. So for me, I think it's a little, I think it's a little bit one-sided to just say that like men sh shouldn't pay women after they um, get divorced if they were staying at home and taking care of the kids. I think women should be able to get paid what they were due if they had to take a financial step back or a career step back sure. because of the marriage. Sure. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you got to have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast, so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount. Code Abby. The Burt Show. All right, let's get Chloe on here because she's going into the weekend. In fact, she's going into the office here today and she's wondering if she's walking into a hornet's nest because she accidentally sent a text to the boss that wasn't intended for the boss. Hey, Chloe. Hi. Hi, guys. Oh, you are freaking out. You're not even in the car yet. Okay, so what happened? Okay, well, first, I've worked at my job for, like, what, six years now, and um, I've always loved it. I love my coworkers, too. Uh, however, about three months ago, my old boss left, and we got a new one. I can't stand him, like, every day. I'm calling my sister on my way home and I just vent to her and tell her all the stupid things that my boss did that day. Well, yesterday, I couldn't wait until I got into the car. And, uh, you know, I, I decided to go ahead and um, uh, I decided to go ahead and text her. And so I was so annoyed because we had all this work to do. He was out of town and he requested that while he was gone, the four of us that were left in the office were to rearrange the office. And then after we spent hours and hours and hours discussing with him on FaceTime and rearranging and hanging pictures, we FaceTimed with him to show him. And then he decided he didn't like it and wanted us to move it all back. So we basically lost, I don't know, like between the four of us, eight hours of work, like 32 hours of work total for absolutely nothing. 
So I ended up texting my sister about the ridiculousness of what was going on and even showed her pictures. Well, I didn't, she didn't respond back to me. So I, I called her and I looked at my phone because she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't get anything. Um, Oh, no. And I sent it to him yeah. on accident. So, yeah. So you're thinking about the person. Yes, and their name is in your Your name's in the head, yeah. and you put, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I am it? terrified. I'm like, I'm supposed to be there, like, in a few minutes, and I'm mm-hmm. so scared. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. 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 Most definitely. Uh, understand. And so yeah. you never got a response back. He didn't, like, give it a thumbs up. No. <laughs> 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 so you just get a text or a call saying, hey, come on in, I need to talk to you, or you didn't even get that? You're just walking in blind right now. Nothing. I got nothing. It was total silence. I don't What's What's scarier, total silence, or if he would have, like, liked the text? <laughs> total silence for me. Yeah. Uh, no, the like of the text, because then you're going into the office and you know he's seen it. Of course he's, <laughs> he's seen it. You know he's yeah, seen it. Yeah, for sure he has. Uh, so what's your question here? I mean... Leave Pride Rock and never return. I mean, what, <laughs> I mean, what? What do you want to do? You have to. You have to do it first before he calls you into the office. I think your only option is as soon as you walk in, go straight to him and be like, "Can I please talk to you?" And be like, out of out of a out of immense frustration, I sent something in the heat of the moment that I now realize I shouldn't have, and I want to apologize. Unless. You just want to, like, torch the village and get out of there, and then you don't do anything. And then he goes, oh, my God, I was with my kids all day yesterday. I haven't even checked the texts. Give me a second. <laughs> Give me a second. While you're here, let me look at it. <laughs> if he's a boss that was FaceTiming with them for eight hours, yeah. he's, he's checked the text. I, w- I would jump on it before he even has a chance to say anything. I don't know what this would solve, but I would go in there and act like I don't know anything has happened. Are you serious? Ignorance is bliss, baby. I'm just putting my head down. I'm hoping that he didn't see it. He didn't acknowledge it, so why should I? And he probably, to an extent, probably read the text and went, you know what? Fair. (laughs) That adds up. I'm not saying anything either until I walk in that office, and if he feels like it's a big deal, then he'll call me in and I'll deal with it then, but I am not bringing it up first. Oh, man. Yeah, as long as he don't say anything, I'm not saying anything. You're going to act like it never happened. Maybe. Cowards. Or just avoiding conflict. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what are you feeling like? You know him better than anybody else here, Chloe. So, what do you think that he would respond to best? Like you being proactive or him calling you into the office? I mean, I I think me being proactive because I I barely know this guy, but he is he is very he's all business all the time. If he's all business, I don't know. This feels a little bit like a like a petty squabble to have to talk about. He probably is going to just like grunt, nod, and tell you to move on. You know, like, okay, well, you didn't like what I asked you to do, and you've sent me like all these texts. You, you, you're a woman. You had an emotional response and probably move on. Was this being texted to other people in the office or just a friend or family member? No, it was just being texted to my sister, okay. but... It, you know, there now he knows that we're basically all talking about him in the office. Yeah, he doesn't know who the uh, who the supposed recipient was supposed to be, so he may think there's a group chat going on with the people in the office. Well, in that mm. case, you're getting fired today um, because yeah. once you have a cancer on the staff that's doing that and is involving everybody else as a boss, mm. the first thing that you should do uh, if you're a good leader is you get rid of that person quickly. So 
if he feels like that's with an employee, you're done. If it's just with a friend, you might be able to get out of it. Well, in that case, it might be better for her to say something and get ahead of it. <laughs> and say it was your sister and you were it. Because otherwise, if I were him, I'd assume you were talking to the other employees. But if you sent pictures, that doesn't make sense because right. they already saw it. Right. That's fair. Oh. That is fair. Yeah. So he's probably going to assume it's somebody else. Mm-hmm. I still wait. Yeah, I ain't yeah, saying nothing. Godspeed, my friend. What text? Let us know on Monday how it goes, okay? Oh, I will. All Thank right. you, guys. Bye-bye. It's The Burt Show. The Burt Show. Kind of a bittersweet win yesterday. Let me try to explain. So my son goes to SCAD, which is a performing arts school in Savannah, and he's still trying to figure out exactly what he wants to do. Does he want to be in front of the camera? Does he want to be behind the camera? Does he want to do stage? One of the reasons why he's struggling with this decision was uh, he confessed to my ex-wife and I some time ago that while he's been going on all of these auditions since he was like eight, nine years old, each and every time he wouldn't get one because he was going to acting school, you know, and he's nine years old too. It's really like disappointing for a nine-year-old to go in there, audition, and then not get the part over and over and over again, which is the industry. But if you're a sensitive kid like mine is, it can really start to to wane on you because you really are doing all the work but if you go in there and you don't look the certain way then you don't get the part right i mean it's t- it's technically not failure because you just may not be what they're looking for so it's right. not like you failed but i'm sure at that age it feels like a failure if you don't get yeah. it so then that just compounds and it could be a lot and at the time that he was going on all these different auditions he didn't share with Stacy and I how gut-wrenching it was for him and how disappointing it was for him. So we were talking to him about a, a couple of other things, and one night he broke down to us on that he gave up sort of acting because he was getting turned down so often. Now, this is years, right? So Stacy and I now feel like we're parenting in retrospect, <laughs> going, dude, we wish you would have brought this up years ago because we really would have tried to comfort you and tell you what you already know, that anybody that goes out to L.A., anybody that tries out for these, you're going to hit at about 0.01% on these, right? Anyway, that's one part of it. So he was kind of broken about it, but he goes to SCAD, and he's not really exactly sure what he wants to do. All right, now let's fast forward here. He's trying to figure it out. And about a week ago, he told me that there was there's some kind of anime thing going on or some acting thing going on in Atlanta. And there's a Q&A panel going on with some of the actors and actresses that he would really like to see. But he was reluctant to leave school on a Friday because uh, I offered him a plane ticket to come home for the weekend. And I made him a deal. I said, dude. I know you want to go to this thing, but I don't get a lot of time with Hayden. And generally when he comes here, he stays with his mom and I get to see him from time to time. So it's not in my house all the time. So I'm like, oh, leverage. (laughs) So I said, I'll tell you what, man, I'll make you a deal because I'm missing you hard that I will send a plane ticket for you to come to Atlanta from Savannah. You spend the weekend here. You go to your Q&As. You see your favorite actors and actresses. But the deal is you got to stay at my pad and we got to hang out with each other all weekend when you're not busy with your acting stuff. So he says, no problem. I just happened to have my other son that weekend also because I'm in a divorce situation where I have him 50% of the time. So it was going to be the three dudes in the house together for the first time and God knows how long. So I was just about to send a text to both Hayden, my oldest, and Hollis saying, hey, 
the weekend that we're talking about, do not make any plans, Hollis, because that's what he does. He's like the mayor of his. <laughs> when that kid is with me, once he got his driver's license, I never see that kid. <laughs> He'll walk in the house. I'm like, oh, look at you. I forget, man. That's what you look like in a mustache and everything. So uh, I said, forget about being the mayor. It's going to be us. Or at least that's what I was going to say in my head. Bros weekend. Bros weekend. Hayden gets the ticket, sends me the receipt. I'm all excited. And then I get a call last night from him going, Dad, that weekend that I was supposed to come to Atlanta, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. I'm like, dude, I just paid for the tickets. What are you talking about? He's like, on a whim, I tried out for this movie. I auditioned, and I just got a callback. I think I got it. (gasps) He thinks it's not a callback. It's like, if you're still interested, you basically got the part. You guys... My son stays on the enthusiasm scale, never too high, never too low. It's just like Mo. I get that. Yeah, yeah it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard an enthusiasm in his voice last night like he had won the freaking lottery. And I think it just unlocked this enthusiasm again for him mm-hmm. for trying out for parts. I don't think he was going to say anything to anybody. Because he didn't want to share that he didn't get, quote, unquote, another part I didn't get. So we didn't even know. But he gets the call back yesterday, and it looks like he got the movie, so he won't be coming to Atlanta, which is the bittersweet part. Because I was all excited to spend that time with my son. But hearing him on the phone last night, I almost started crying. Well, the fact that he gathered the courage to even put himself in that position to get turned down. Like, the fact that he's like, no, I want to do this. And he, he put himself out there. And that's huge. It's absolutely huge. For him. Uh, And to hear the joy in your kid's voice when they really feel like they've... I could almost hear all the psychology, you know, like, and the happiness and the struggle that he's had for years being relieved in that one phone call. And I know this um, seems like a given, but kudos to you for having that reaction rather than guilting him about not coming. Oh, God, no. (laughs) There are people who do that. Oh, really? Mm. That's too bad, man. You know, the greatest advice I got about parenting was you got to meet your kids where they are. You know, their success is your success. And any ego I feel that's in any relationship is damaging to that relationship. So for me to go to him, but dude, you're supposed to come back this weekend. Oh, that would have been crushing for him. And that's just not, that's not me either. I'm really, really happy for him. Good for you. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. I have a complaint to bring up with Hollywood. We just don't make dumb movies like we did in the like late 80s, 90s, and early 2000s anymore. What would like, you consider a dumb movie? Like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. Oh, that's such a good movie. Yeah, that's like, oh, they're all so dumb and just right. frivolous. Or Wedding I, like, Crashers. Wedding Crashers is so good. But Weekend there's just, Bernie's. Oh, my God. Oh, just like yeah. mindless oh, films where there's no like really structure. It's just two actors playing dumb, lots of good comedy, and it's just, it's just enjoyable and mindless. And now we're finally getting a sequel to one of those films 30 years later. So, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Yeah! <laughs> Are you serious? Deadass. I love this movie so much. <laughs> Sorry. I hadn't picked up on that. I had, I had a moment. <laughs> is that a favorite film of yours? It is. It's just, oh my God. The, it's so frivolous, but there is also like heart to it. 
And I just, I loved it so much. It's so good. I recently started watching it, weirdly enough, this is like so Gen Z of me, on TikTok because clips were coming up on the on the TikTok. And I was like going through the feed and I was like, oh my God, like Phoebe from Friends. She's in this movie. So Lisa Kudrow, Mira Sorvino, both in it to win it? Yes. So here's what Mira Sorvino has said about it. She said that right now they are on track to make the sequel. So Robin Schiff, the writer, is working on it, finishing up her draft to present to the studio. Lisa and I are wrapping up our deals as executive producers on it with the studio. And we're, you know, we're, we're full force ahead. And in terms of what she's ensuring is going to be in the film, what she thinks is the most important, this is what Mira said. I just still want them to be as relatable, but also as dumb and lovable as they ever were. Like, I don't think they've learned that much in the time in between, but they still have that unstoppable spirit that makes everybody kind of love them. I would love for there to be a redemption arc where, because there's like, like that whole line in the film where she's like, oh, I invented post-its. Um, I invented post-its. <laughs> I would love for her to have some kind of weird, quirky invention that she actually did after the reunion. Mo, give us the 10-second synop- synopsis of that movie. Uh, it's two women who are trying to accomplish something really fascinating in life and being best friends and supporting each other, but not really getting anything done because they're stupid. I mean, <laughs> you ain't far off. Yes, that's well, spot on. I never saw it. I don't know. <laughs> they're going back to their high school reunion and they want to impress like their fellow classmates uh, because they okay. were the outcasts when they were in high school. Got it. Uh, and now they want to come back and be cool and it doesn't work. All right. This is a headline I never thought I would bring to Eva's, but Larry David beat up Elmo on the Today Show. This is the most curb your enthusiasm thing I've ever heard in my <laughs> This is so random. So we talked about this a couple of days ago. Elmo tweeted out, um, you know, how's everyone doing? And everyone decided that that was the time to bring up their deepest and darkest thoughts. They literally, everybody trauma dumped on Elmo that day. <laughs> everybody. Everybody. They're like, Elmo, just going to be up, up front with you. Like, things are not going well. No. So he was on the Today Show and Larry David was there and he just decided to beat Elmo up and said, somebody had to do it. <laughs> it is the most curvy or enthusiasm thing ever. Yeah. And Parents the- are going to be so <laughs> <laughs> and then the host made him apologize. All right, at the People's Choice Awards, there's going to be a People's Icon Award given out. And I thought I would give you guys the opportunity to guess who it is before I reveal who is getting honored with this big, big award. It's, you know, somebody who's made a big, um, who's made a lot of contributions to Hollywood. Oh, well. So I have, I have a list of options and I would like for you to guess from them. Oh, okay. okay. So in the top spot, we have Beyonce, Taylor Swift, Ryan Gosling, Margot Robbie, Adam Sandler. My first, uh, Margot Robbie was my first guest. Margot Robbie? Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling? Going with my dude, Adam Sandler. Well, Bert would be correct. Yes! Adam he Sa- deserves it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing from all of us for 30 years successfully. Adam Sandler is getting honored with the 2024 People's Icon Award oh, on boy. February 18th for the People's Choice Award. The executive vice president said Adam Sandler has been a fixture in the industry for decades, entertaining us since he got his start on SNL more than 30 years ago. Good for him. He's such a nice guy that I don't even... I'm 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 giving it up. The six movies that I've watched that were really terrible of his, he's such a nice guy. It actually makes up for that. He's a legend. You can't you, you can't root against him. All right, Nicki Minaj is comparing Megan Thee Stallion to Rihanna, but it's not for good reasons. I'll explain on your next eBuzz on the Burt Show. The Burt Show. Yeah, I've always said this. Women have a gear that dudes don't have when it comes to this kind of thing right here. That when you find out that your man has been cheating, in a lot of cases we've taken calls from people that said, I've known it for months. I've just held on to it. 
My husband has no idea I know, and I'm just accumulating facts right now. I already know the attorney, and I'm just holding on to it, and my husband has no idea. We have never taken a call from a guy like that. That would be impossible. Impossible. Couldn't do it. (laughs) Well, this one's slightly different because he knows she knows, but she's got to keep it a secret maybe from somebody else. Okay. Uh. Dear Bird Show, my husband has been cheating on me, and we're divorcing. We both come from conservative Christian backgrounds with regard to marriage and fidelity. We each have great relationships with the other's parents, and our parents are also really good friends with each other. They even go to church together. When we announce to them that we're ending things, they're going to want to know why. I still have this instinct to protect him, but I also don't want my parents, his parents, or people at the church to know that I know all assuming that I did something wrong. So should our parents know the reason? Should I force him to tell them, like, you do it or I will? If we don't give up this info, they'll come up with their own reasons. And especially, be oh, man, it's uh, Christian backgrounds. You get the church involved, so everybody's going to pressure you guys to stay together. (laughs) That's for sure, even though your hearts might not be in it. Look, you don't owe anybody anything. Um, They could ask you, like, why are you guys getting divorced? And I think at that point you say, we're keeping it in the family. I mean. The private affair. That's it. I see nothing wrong oh, with that. Oh, fair. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't feel obligated to tell anybody anything. That That's completely your business. You don't have to tell anyone. And I would keep it simple, just like Bert said. We just, it didn't work out. That's all you need to know. I mean, I, I agree, but I can only imagine um, the, the people love to gossip. They love to come to their own conclusions. They love to spread rumors. Um, so... You decide to bite your tongue on this, and you're like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna tell everybody we're divorcing, but we're not gonna give them any details as to why." And then they're gonna start speculating, and then people are gonna start saying stuff about you, and that stuff is not true. So you have to, when you go into this, realize it does not matter what other people think or what other people say. If you are strong enough to withstand, because it's it's, I hate to be like that, Debbie Down, but it's going to happen. People are going to assume. And come to their own conclusions with zero information. It happens all the time. So if this goes down and you choose to remain silent, just know you have to be steadfast in your truth and not care what other people think. So I'm on the side of like your business is your business. You're not obligated to give anybody a reason as to why you're getting divorced. But as somebody who's been involved in a lot of these circles with conservative Christian backgrounds, mm-hmm. there's a... Co- divorce is highly, highly frowned upon except for a couple of different instances. So some of those instances are if your family's in danger, if you're in danger and adultery is one of them. So if you come from the kind of background where you're like, hey, we're getting divorced and they're like, no, 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 like, wait, wait a second. We should really think about, we should pray on this. How's your heart? And um, you, I, I think some people would feel in that kind of circumstance where they would feel pressured to stay together to be like, well, we are getting divorced because of this reason. And I think that would be, I think that would help it resonate more with their community and help them be more supportive. Here's where it's really going to get tough. And I'm going to double down on what Kristen was saying is that people are going to start talking, right? And the rumors are going to start flying and a lot of them aren't going to be true at all. How about the rumor that starts that you cheated on him? And that right? very, very likely could happen. And then you're going to have to swallow that and not say, actually, you guys got it all wrong. He screwed around on me. That's exactly what you're trying to avoid. This is tough. And I know people that have gone through this situation in the church and other church members and their deeply religious family without knowing all of the details. 
there's so much pressure to stay together that they feel like they are doing the Lord's work by making sure that, hey, you took these vows, you said in front of God that you're going to be with each other, so this is not even an option. Not knowing anything, the pressure is immense in these kind of families. Yeah, it's coming from a good place, people who want you to stay together because they're like really big on the family unit, and I I, I can understand that to a certain extent, but um, I, I've seen actually so much good come from divorce, even in like Christian circles. Like, I, I know a lot of people really fought for their marriage where their uh, their guy was cheating and that you know they had like this big testimony where they worked through it and you know they were stronger for it and then it just turns out that that person was not able to change and they were able to find love again and to me that's a, a greater testament um to your story so i think you know i think getting divorced in some cases is the right thing and some people aren't going to understand it you just got to explain it the best way that you can for me, I think the people are going to talk regardless. Even yeah. if you do tell your side of the story, it becomes a game of telephone and they're going to spread rumors either way. So I, if it's me, I'm protecting my peace by being private. Hey, the Burt Show. All right, moving on now. So what would make somebody in a hole if, well, I'm for sure you'd be judging them, if you knew that they bought two seats on a flight and a toddler needed one of those seats and she's like, nah, I bought these two. Yeah, this really got me online. So I was scrolling through TikTok where this story, of course, had come up because, of course, I'm 26. This is where I get all my news. And when I travel, I, I usually travel alone. I'm typically getting a single seat on an airplane. And it's incredibly common for somebody to ask you, the single person sitting alone, to, to change seats so that your somebody's family can sit together. And in most cases, like, I don't really care. I'll move to whatever mm -hmm. seat. But it always kind of gets me. I'm like, this is the seat that I paid for. So this woman has faced a lot of criticism online because she refused to give up the second plane seat that she was using. For context, this is a woman who is uh, by definition obese. And this woman, she's 34 years old. She had uh, booked two seats for a domestic flight due to previous experiences. She said she's only comfortable in two seats. She can only fit. Uh, she can't just fit in one seat. So somebody came up to her. Uh, a mom said, hey, can my child take the second seat that you're using because it was an infant in arm. So if your kid's under two years of old, two years old, you can buy mm -hmm. one plane ticket, but they have to sit in your lap for the duration of the flight. Okay. As a parent, it's a great way to save money, but it's also a huge pain. <laughs> <in the ass. laughs> and basically she said that this woman told her, the woman that had bought the seat, like told her, Hey, my child's going to sit here. And she's like, well, uh, you know, I'm trying to do the best that I can for my health. But at this current moment, like I need these two seats, which is why I bought them. And so it completely split people on the internet. Like, was she right? Like, should she have been a little bit more uncomfortable and let the kids sit with her? Or was she completely in the right? Because she did purchase those seats. All right, so question, was she asking for that seat to be, the second seat to be occupied the entire flight or just on takeoff and landing? For the entire flight. The entire flight. Okay, that changes things for Yeah, me. she wanted her toddler to have that middle seat. Okay. Because right. she was sitting in the, at that window and she had bought the window in the middle seat and then the mom and the kid were sitting on the aisle. You bought two seats. Do with your two seats what you want. I mean, you were being considerate. How many times have we heard people say on the show, oh, man, I'm so uncomfortable on my flight because there was somebody next to me that didn't fit into their seat. I wish they would have bought a second seat. So here's a woman that's trying to be sensitive to that and buys a second seat, mm -hmm. and she's getting crap for that also. I, 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 this is not on her, I don't think. I, I agree. I don't think she's the a-hole in this situation at all. I understand that it would have been a nice thing to do if she chose to do it, but... Flights are not cheap, and she bought two seats for a reason, and I think that she's completely uh, entitled uh -huh. to keep both seats if she chooses. 
what the hell do y'all want from fat people? <laughs> you want people to buy an extra seat because you don't want to sit by them. But when they do buy an extra seat, I saw comments calling her selfish. Flights get booked all the time. Why do you get two seats? Because she paid for it. You know who didn't pay for it? That cheap-ass mom who mm. wanted to hold her kid in her arms. Right. And I get mm. it. Flights are expensive. And you don't want to pay full price for a tiny tater tot, but you made your choice. And it's not <laughs> up to her right. to fund your kid's lifestyle. Truth, man. Leave her alone. She's just trying to live. You know what? Actually, I take it all back. Airlines, make your damn seats bigger. They keep <laughs> shrinking in size. That is a fact. You can Google it. Mm. People don't fit in them. Make them bigger. Here's the thing. If it changed a little bit like the parents said, hey, is it okay if my kid sits here on takeoff and landing? And she turned it down. She is within her rights to say that. But then I would have probably had a, a harsher take on it because it's just a couple of minutes of being uncomfortable. It doesn't matter. It's her space You're and it's right. not her kid. If you don't have kids, they're a handful. And now she's responsible I for agree. watching the kids. I agree. But if we're trying to find some kind of happy compromise. Compromise is buy your own damn seat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I completely agree. And I know traveling as somebody who's larger can be so uncomfortable because like I, I, I've heard um, Remy Bader is this influencer that I follow and she said one of the most uncomfortable parts of flying for her is to ask the flight attendant for the seat extender and mm -hmm. she's like it is literally the most mortifying experience of my life and you're just doing what you have to to be safe so I don't think this woman's in the wrong at all she paid for those damn seats and they are hers all right, there's a take on this a reverse take on this no 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 um so in my deep dive of doing searching for bad takes I came across a great take and I wanted to share it with you guys today because it really can help your mindset and change your outlook on life. I'm not even exaggerating. As it pertains to this or this no. is something totally different? Something okay. totally different. All right. So I found this video um, on Instagram. The original audio is from Beard Gang members. Okay. So to paint the picture, there's a guy holding his phone interviewing another dude on the sidewalk. All right. So they're standing there against like a shopping window and the camera is set up a little distance away on the sidewalk and a dude walks in between them and the camera kind of like ruining the shot or whatever and so that's how everybody is set up and then this is what the guy says who's being interviewed it was just walking in front of it like we're not recording it happens be where people none of it's intentional never attribute to malice but can be attributed to incompetence it's far more likely that they're all in their own worlds doing their own thing they're not paying attention to the world around them and we all do it every day, whether you're driving, walking down the street. All of our lives are just as complex as everybody else's. Everything you have going on, they have going on. Nobody knows what everybody else is going through. We also need to be a little more self-aware and aware of the world around us. That was deep. You got to look <laughs> deep to find the deep things. If all you ever do in your life is stay at the surface, you'll never find anything worth exploring. Are you real? I try to be. Are you an AI? No, not at all. Okay, Socrates. <laughs> that was deep. Wow. Never yeah, attribute was. something to malice that can be attributed to, like, incompetence. You just don't even know. That's fire, right? Though. Right? Yeah, that was great advice. It's the Burt Show. Hey, the Burt Show. My neighbor lived out all of our dreams. And if you've ever had a home where a dog has left a pile of crap in your uh -huh. yard and you wanted to get back at the person who did not pick up the poop, mm -hmm. this story is for you. This is pretty common. All right, so my husband relayed this story, gave me the text exchange, everything. It was so glorious. And he's like, she lived out my dream. <laughs> all right, so what happened was my husband was leaving, driving to go to an appointment. And he saw our neighbor hoofing it 
down the street. She was running, but it's not like she was out like for for athletic purposes. She was wearing jeans and a sweatshirt. So he thought, and she was carrying um, a poop bag. So she, he thought maybe one of the dogs, because they have two dogs, got off leash or whatever, and she was chasing one of the dogs down. So to be a helpful neighbor, Bart followed, and he saw her like go down into like a, a, a ditch or a ravine or something like that. And then, and then so he pulled up next to her, and she's like... <sighs> She wouldn't disclose anything. And he's like, all right, fine. So he drove off. And then he ended up getting a text later. And she goes, listen, I debated whether or not to tell you when you pulled up next to me because I didn't want you to think I was crazy. But there's a woman that's been letting her dog crap in my yard and I keep stepping in it. Mm -hmm. And I finally caught her. But that B is fast. (laughs) (laughs) So the woman had her dog, uh, let the dog crap in her yard again. This time she actually caught her. And mind her, like, she's a stay-at-home mom, um, is, you know, got stuff going on. But this this day, it was destiny, and she caught her. So she grabbed a poop bag. She grabbed it. She ran her down, and she handed it to her. Damn, okay. Nice. Okay, yes. good. So she's like, I think you left this in wow. my yard. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I and, love that. And Bar- Bart's like, what happened? What'd she do? Beautiful. Did you catch her? And so he's relaying this in text, and she goes, she at least had the common decency to apologize. <laughs> and so and she goes, I was really worried what she would think of me if I told you in the moment what I was doing, and I don't want you to think I'm a Karen. He's like... <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're living out my dream. Seriously. <laughs> because, for her. Yeah, because we have somebody who's been leaving. Um, they're, they're letting their dog crap in our yard, too. And yeah. it's like the neighborhood kids run around in our yard. Like, it's so, so disrespectful. Like, part of the um, part of the deal when you get a dog you clean up after said dog. Yes. Like that's your responsibility yes. as a responsible dog owner. So stop letting your dogs crap in other people's yards and not pick it up. I wanted just to kudos, my friend. Kudos. I think we've talked about this on the show before, but let's re-debate it because it's been a while. So let me ask you this in connecting to that, Kristen. So you're walking down the street and you have your bag. And you're a responsible dog owner. Your dog craps in somebody's yard. You go ahead and you pick it up with a bag, right? So you're holding your bag and holding your bag. But your walk just started. Are you allowed to throw that bag of poop into the garbage that of a neighbor if it's on the street and it's about to be picked up? Like, over the next 24 hours, can you throw your poop bag in somebody else's garbage? Absolutely not. I think it's disgusting. I saw somebody do that, and the bins were empty, and she threw her poop bag in the empty bin. Well, that's that's different. I know it is. But even if it's full, um, and this happens to my husband, because the dogs, as soon as they go on a walk, like, their sphincters are like, let's let's go. (laughs) Um, And so he'll bag it up, and he'll leave it on the curb. And when he comes back, he picks it up, and he brings it home. I forget, though. I've done that before, where I put the bag down and mm-hmm. put it on the curb or next to a tree. Yeah. And then I get home and I'm like, oh, damn it, I forgot the bag. And I'm already on my couch. Too late. Would that bother you if it were your garbage and somebody did it to you? Not at all. Unless it was the day that it got picked up and it was in the bottom. Right. Uh, then it pisses me off. For me, I mean, I this is why I have a cat. I don't have to pick up her poop. She, I just give her a little box. She does her business. Sometimes I'll scoop it, but most of the time sometimes. I just, sometimes I'll scoop it. Sometimes I just let her roll in it. <laughs> well, however I'm feeling that week, it depends on how well the antidepressants are going. 
All right, just really, really quickly, man. I don't know if you guys had the same panic I did yesterday, but the headline came up, or maybe I got it for the first time from a text from you Cassie, guys. Yeah. Cassie, saying that there was a school shooting at McEachern yesterday, and my heart just immediately dropped into my stomach wondering what was going on. It, it made me panic because I got, I saw the news break on Ring. My Ring doorbell camera gives me neighborhood alerts, and we're not that far away from it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not that far away from it, and it said, three shot at McEachern. And the shooter was still at large. And I'm panicking. I'm Googling news articles. There's nothing. And so finally I found on Facebook, um, Cobb County Schools and Powder Springs Police were able to talk about it and give some more information as to what happened. You know, you immediately default to like worst case scenario. So I'm sitting there in my computer just refreshing, refreshing, right? Trying to get um, some details about this. And it turns out that there were no students that were affected. It was two former students that shot each other. um, Or two that were shot. Or that were shot that... um, their lives aren't uh, in critical condition or anything like that, but they certainly got hurt yesterday, and it was on campus, so it freaked out the entire neighborhood. Yeah, I was in the parking lot. So McEachern High School in Cobb County went into Code Red lockdown yesterday afternoon. Um, they have video. They're still searching for the suspect who is at large. The two that were shot had non-life-threatening um, injuries and were taken to the hospital. They were at Kennestone Hospital Marietta. Um, but yeah, the cops are asking if you watch the video and if you know anything, um, if you can please call the police and give them any information so they can track down the shooter. It would be very helpful. That is a super tight community there. This I know as fact. And Mo and Abby, since you guys are sort of new to Atlanta, McEachern is like, it looks like a, it looks like a college campus. It looks like a university. It is so big mm-hmm. that when... The warning came out. I'm like, well, how could you even protect all of that land? I mean, it's such like this huge sense of pride in Powder Springs also. So luckily, it could have been way worse than it was. But I felt like a million emotions going through me again when it came to guns yesterday. Well, and then imagine being one of the students or one of the teachers yeah, or one of the parents or the community hearing that. Like, that's that's a traumatizing Scary. event. Oh, I can imagine because they, they weren't allowing any parents on campus until they figured out what was going on. I, I would be losing my mind sure if would. I was one of those parents. Sure you would. It's The Burt Show. Hey, The Burt Show.